find you as their home they will come and see you as their home they will come and see you as their rest they will come and see you as their resting place father this i pray concerning them in the name of jesus we have prayed amen hallelujah amen praise the name of the lord thank you so much i don't know if you don't mind because we're going to be teaching yeah i don't know if you have the strength for it you can just be playing a little bit okay well if you're tired it's okay uh we're just gonna be teaching amen praise the name of the lord hallelujah uh mark chapter 11. first of all i greet everyone in jesus name you're welcome again amen so we're going to be teaching today, so uh, have your Bibles or Bibles on your phones, amen, amen, praise the Lord, Lord. Father Kevin, it's good to see you, you're welcome, God bless you, how's your week? Fine. Feels fine, amen, uh, how's everyone's week? We bless God, amen, hallelujah. How many of us know that this is what Jesus enjoyed doing the most, teaching? Yes. Yes. Sir, that's what he enjoyed doing the most. It means that, you know, sometimes, you know, when... I love God, you know, we love God here. Uh, part of that, you know, kind of means me culturing my... What makes me happy to what makes God happy. You get me? So it means me sacrificing some of those things to start enjoying what God enjoys and to find out what God enjoys to find out what Jesus enjoyed while he was on earth because he was the son of God so whatever Jesus enjoyed while he was on earth is what who, go, who enjoys God enjoys amen and we can see that in the scriptures that wherever wherever whatever what, what made Jesus glad most of the time was teaching there was a time that he had done miracles, he had turned five loaves into five thousand, fed five thousand, and the evening they came looking for him. Jesus almost got angry with them. You know what he said to them? He said, You people have come not because you want to hear my word. You have come because of the miracles that I am doing. Uh, so you get me. So he exalted that his teaching. That's what he enjoyed the most than just doing the miracles you should be coming after me because I, of what i enjoy doing let's open the bible let's talk let's gist let's gist in the scriptures let's be blessed in the scriptures that's what jesus enjoyed doing amen uh you will find that also let's quickly go uh let's just you know to encourage ourselves for the teaching this morning you know i have to be wise too so, yeah, we're going to be teaching this morning now to ginger or small <laughs> Amen. So <laughs> receive teaching this morning. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, can we open our Bibles to the uh, book of Matthew, chapter 5? 
Uh, later, we're going to pray for uh, Jeannie. We're going to pray for praise. And I think we're also going to pray for Sister Victoria because she's going back to Grand Perry uh, soon. I think she was supposed to go this week, but somehow she postponed it, so she's going. <laughs> Her accident, are you sure? <laughs> it's been stretching, I think. Uh, she, it's fine now, now that you're going. <laughs> she's going back to Grand Perry uh, soon. So we'll pray for her. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, Matthew chapter 4. Also. Matthew chapter 4. And I'm reading from verse 23. Actually, let me start from uh, 24. Just for quickness of where I'm going. Matthew chapter 4 from verse 24, the Bible says, And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had palsy, and he healed them. Verse 25, what happened in verse 25? The Bible says, And there followed him great multitude of people from Galilee from Decapolis which is Greece so meaning people from foreign lands not so and from Jerusalem and from Judea and from beyond Jordan Jordan is also a foreign land even beyond Jordan so it means that nations great multitude nations was doing what came to Jesus amen and in chapter 5 verse 1 the Bible says and seeing the multitudes he went up into a mountain am i communicating i see mount zion he went up into a mountain and when he was set his disciples came unto him am i communicating and then verse 2 says and he opened his mouth and taught do you get me so jesus essentially there was a way scale a way scale of great multitude who came for miracles and disciples who came for teaching and Jesus was about to make a decision should I stay and deal with the multitude first or should I go up and teach the disciples and this is where you know the priority of a man's heart amen this is where you know am I communicating the priority of a man's heart so the priority of Jesus's heart was to go and teach first Instead of, you know, for pastors, one of the greatest temptations with pastors is multitude. <laughs> Am I communicating? And Jesus was a preacher. So, when multitude, and not just multitude of Jews, Decapolis, Judah, beyond the Jordan. You're talking about all nations now. Persians were coming. Asians were coming. People that normally don't, that kind of thing. In Israel, if you have that kind of ministry, you're definitely the number one. Because most Jews, they just preach to Jews. But this man came where Grecians were coming to him. Arabs were coming to him. Asians were coming to him. He left all of them. For the purpose of what? Of teaching. So if that is what makes God excited, joyful teaching, then we will humble ourselves and be taught. Have I complicated? Did you get that? If that's what makes our God do what? Excited, joyful. Then what will we do? 
we will, we will humble ourselves and with joy receive with meekness the engrafted word that is able to save our souls. Praise the name of the Lord. And you will see Jesus began to teach from Matthew chapter 5. He taught Matthew chapter 6. He taught Matthew, and there's a lot of teachings though. He taught Matthew chapter 7. Then in chapter 8 verse 1, he now finally... Am I, are you there? Chapter 8 verse 1. He now finally came down from the mountain. The Bible now says in verse 1, When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And then after that, he began to heal. After that, he began to do the miracles. After that, he began to do healings. Praise the name of the Lord. So it's very clear that teaching is what brings God pleasure. Am I communicating? Being taught is what gives God pleasure. And it's not easy for a soul to submit himself or herself to be taught. Am I communicating? You have already pleased God. Just by that first act, it's the first act of pleasure. To submit your soul to be taught by the word of God. You have already submitted. It's a pleasure to God. It's what Mary did to Jesus that Jesus said this is the better. Amen? Huh? And actually, let me go, let me take you to the secret of why. Am I communicating? Where God explicitly stated this, that this is his pleasure. That's Hosea chapter 6. Let's see it. Shemanish Tefelias. Am I communicating with somebody? Hosea. Who is there? You can read from verse 2. Follow it. After two days will he revive us. In the third day he will raise us up and we shall live in his sight. Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. So he's talking about knowledge here. Amen. So the moment you desire to follow on to know the lord amen praise the name of the lord as because as teaching goes on what is happening knowledge of god am i communicating are you with me as teaching goes on what is going on knowledge of god is coming to you so the fact that you came here means that there's a desire to follow on to know the lord amen the fact that you came here today means that there is a desire in each and every one of you to follow on to know the Lord. The boy is becoming too attached to me. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Stay with me. Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. So the moment hunger and thirst is there. The moment desire... Take him upstairs, please. The moment hunger and thirst is there. 
the moment desire is there amen the moment interest in learning the knowledge of god is there what happens in verse 3 the lord will prepare himself am i communicating as what as the morning then it shall begin to rain on you praise the name of meaning that rain is teach, teaching praise the name of the lord i just have to come down just to show us why why teaching what that teaching being taught being taught and teaching being taught and teaching so is one thing to be taught after after you've been taught as you are out there with your fear with your friends and peers you also have an obligation to be you know let me use the word chucking this word in there into their soul amen because think about it when you are with out there with your friends and co they also try and they tell you what they know so you have also an obligation as you are being raised to share the knowledge of god with your friends am i communicating that's what i won't go there but that's what daniel was speaking of in daniel chapter 12. he says that they that be wise <laughs> amen they shall what the first one is they that be wise they shall shine like the stars of heaven then the second one is they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forevermore that's daniel chapter 12 verse 2 and 3. it means to be wise means you submitted your soul to receive wisdom because they call him the only wise so if you are not hearing him there's no you're not wise i don't know if i'm communicating uh, excuse me let's say for example praise is for example let's say uh praise is the only doctor on earth what would they call her the only doctor <laughs> i like complicated let me just use that as an example it means that if you ever want to gain being a doctor you must go to praise he's the only doctor on earth so god they call him the only wise god nobody else is wise in fact the moment a man stop submitting to god ah huh? if you were wise before you are no longer wise again <laughs> you have become a fool lucifer has actually become a fool am i am i communicating because go when he was full of wisdom it was god who made him so but he became foolish when he turned from god because actually god is the only flow the the water of life that flows from the throne he has to be flowing from the throne is a flow so the, the to be wise means to come to god and I, I don't know if i'm communicating why because he's the only the moment you stop coming to god you have become foolish i don't know if i'm communicating the moment you stop coming to god you have become what foolish. and you will not know it <laughs> So, when Daniel was talking, let's see quickly, we'll come back to Isaiah chapter 6. Amen. Let's go and see that Daniel I was talking about, just to confirm that, you know, that was what was said. Who is there? Who can me can read? Who can help me read? Daniel chapter 12, verse 2. And many of, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. 
some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Some some to shame and what? Everlasting contempt. Uh-huh. And then read the next verse. And they that be wise shall mm-hmm. shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever. Are you seeing from oh, read verse one so we can confirm they are talking about the end time, talking about Michael. When Michael they are read, read verse one. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble. Are you seeing? Such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time, that's that's okay. So uh, okay, just to encourage. Uh, read the next one. It says at that time Michael will stand for the children of our people. So it means there is help even in the end time. That's what Daniel was prophesying concerning. Amen. Am I communicating? Are you saying that? So what does it mean to be wise? To come to the only wise God. There is no other place to go for wisdom. So it says, what will happen to them that are wise? If you are wise, praise, what will happen to you? You will shine as the brightness of what? What kind of knowledge do you want to teach me on earth that compares to shining like the brightness of the firmament? Is it, is it not Bible? Is it not the same Bible we are reading? So what does it mean to shine like the, fine, like the brightness of the firmament? It means that submit to God's teaching. He will make you shine. <laughs> Amen. Submit to the only wise God. He will make you shine. Praise the name of the Lord. But to crown the blessing after you are still shining, you are still submitting to teaching. Have it in the back of your mind. Is this word is not just for you only? Hmm. For them that turn many to righteousness. What was the other one? As the stars forevermore. They're not talking about eternity. <laughs> Amen. I won't go into details, but Peter, uh, Paul described all these things in First Corinthians chapter 15. Concerning stars differing in glory. Talking concerning the world to come. But I won't go into all of that today. Praise the name of the Lord. So actually, the end time is actually it's a great time of blessing. Uh, I think there's nobody here who would deny that we're approaching the end time. I want to let you know, when they say end time, uh, don't let people deceive you. Or, well, maybe out of ignorance. People will say, oh, Jesus is coming soon. I saw a vision, Jesus is coming this year, uh, and then January 12th. Da, 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 da. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. Uh, when Jesus was on earth, did Jesus know the day and the time? So who am I? Ah, why is it me? They come and reveal it to. They skip Jesus. They now come and tell me. <laughs> really? <laughs> Amen. But let me let me tell you the wisdom of the end time. The end time means that it's a season of things that will begin to occur. It can be a whole generation. It can be a hundred years. That's called the end time. But the hour, they say the hour and the day we don't we know not. But all we can tell is that we are in the end time. Just leave it like that. <laughs> we are in the last days. 
That's all. Just leave it like that. The day that they want to come back, leave the, leave it for them. <laughs> Amen. But we so once am I communicating? Once you are having an appreciation of the season that you are in, then you should begin to gear into what is the blessing of the season. And that was what was revealed in Daniel chapter 12. That in the end time, knowledge shall increase. <laughs> Remember the Bible says so? Meaning knowledge of both good and evil. It means that as darkness, this is the way Kenneth Copeland explained it. When I, was, when I was listening to him, I was preaching a message from 1991. He explained it like this. That it's almost as though as two forces are on cause. As darkness is increasing their their darkness light too god is because of the nature of god he will also bring a commensurate measure of light so at every point in time there's always enough light to deal with the darkness so if all hell breaks breaks loose on earth it means that all heaven is about to break loose as well but you just need to tap into it Amen. So if we say when the season on the end time, then it means that it's a season where the only wise God is releasing wisdom to dominate. I use the word dominate. You can dominate in the end time. Meaning you can thrive in the end time. I don't know if I'm communicating. And let me let me not, not just don't start having images of what domination means. Amen. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example and I'll make it so practical. I'm fine using myself an example. Amen. Of how God trained me. There was a time, maybe I used to make some money. <laughs> money close to six figures out. All my so back out with my livelihood. So I'll be spending close to that money I'm making because I just thought that the thing would just be flowing. <laughs> So God had to train me. Hmm? God trained me that I was making almost 30% of what I used to make. God had to train me how to be make it be sufficient with that 30%. And I learned how not to waste. Amen. So and then God restored. So now am I better off now than I was before? Amen. Before I didn't, I lacked wisdom. For example, let's say before you are earning sixty k, let me want to make it very practical, and you are spending out of that sixty, you are spending fifty every year, forty to fifty every year. Then, before you know it, you are now earning thirty, and then you will now shrink your budget to that thirty, and learn wisdom on how to live with thirty. And be sufficient and satisfied godliness with contentment with that 30. The next time you make 60, what happens to you? <laughs> huh? What happens to you? So before you're making the same money, but you were not you're saving how much? Zero. But now you're making the same money, but you are saving half. Or something like that. Am I communicating? Are you seeing how to dominate doesn't mean that you, you own everything? Mm-hmm. To dominate means that God will teach you a life, a lifestyle that 
when you begin to thrive with what God is supplying in your life. Amen. So it means that you begin to thrive. Amen. And God will do it for each and every one of us here in the name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, my Father. Are we seeing teaching? Amen. Can we open our Bibles to Mark chapter 11? Praise the name of the Lord. We give you praise. I start from verse 22. The Bible says, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith. Hmm? Have faith in God. For very I say unto you, That whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Amen. Remember, last week we spoke about mountain a lot. Amen. Now I want to zero in our attention. Now, this the real mountain in your life. It's not your fleshly mountain. The real mountain in your life is what separates you and God. That's the real mountain. And most of the time, that mountain is your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways than your ways. It means that your ways and your thoughts are your mountains. They are what keep you separated from God. So how do you Repair the bridge. You teach God's thoughts. And you teach God's ways. (laughs) Amen. That's the knowledge of Him. So when you are knowing God, you are knowing how God, no man, come. We must go to the scripture. The scripture is sweet. So let's go. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You will see it there. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Glory to God. I feel we're going to teach. We won't finish today, but this Thursday life feast that we'll use and close this chapter. Just this faith. And maybe not close, just bring it to a place. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm already looking at time. I don't know where time has flown to. I don't understand. <laughs> Amen. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. So by round one, we'll begin to round up. So that then we'll continue maybe life feast on Thursday and then maybe life feast, life feast on Saturday as we are teaching. Amen. First Corinthians chapter two. Amen. Verse 9. Who can help us read? But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for, the, for them that love him. 
But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, seek the spirit of man which is in him. Even so things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now he hath received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given unto us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Okay. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. Now, who knoweth the mind of God? Not so. And they use they use a practical way to collaborate with you. The same way I can't know what Paulette is thinking. It's only the spirit of Paulette that knows what Paulette is thinking, except Holy Ghost shows me mercy and gives me discernment. Do you get me? The same way God, we are made in his image and likeness, not so. Yeah. Same way God, nobody knows what he's thinking except what? His spirit. But then thanks be to God, we have that spirit. Then that spirit now reveals it to us. Are you still teaching? So that revelation by the Holy Ghost is teaching you who the, the thinking thoughts of who? Of God. For what purpose? So that you can exchange thoughts and then so that you can repair the bridge. You can melt the mountain between you and God. Praise the name of the Lord. Huh? Amen. Amen. You know how people pray fiery prayers for every mountain to be moved in their life? Mm? And obviously, you know, typically they refer it to maybe physical mountains. We ought to pray that same kind of fiery prayer and have that same kind of intensity of hunger to remove this mountain that is blocking us from God. That mountain of me, myself, and I. <laughs> yes, fight of life. That mountain of my thoughts and my ways that are not his thoughts and his ways. The only thing that can repair that breach is that they teach you by revelation. What is his thoughts? That's why it, somehow it has to be by revelation. What is thinking? All his thoughts are recorded in this scripture. But you have to have that, say, that spirit. Because if you read it by yourself without spirits, the letter, the letter moderates. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You, can, you know, if you are reading Bible without spirits sometimes, you can finish the whole Bible. Yet you are coming to all the wrong conclusions concerning God. They are called theologians. I took a course in theology. I almost failed that class. I had to compromise. <laughs> so I can just let my people go. I just move on. Do you get me? See, some of all the, I don't know how a mind, someone they read Genesis, how a mind will come to a place of, let me, just, let me not go there. The way they, what they understand, they extrapolate from scripture. I say, is, is it the same Bible I'm reading? What version in this theology? <laughs> Just trying to force things, trying to force Big Bang theory into Genesis. It's not there. It's not by force. <laughs> they are contradictory. They are contradictory. Don't leave it like that. It's not by force. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Let me tell you the reason why letter killed. When you are not, when you are not, you are not accessing scriptures by. By the by, the spirit, are you with me? It do you, do you, there is, do you know that by nature, 
praise the name of the Lord. Every one of us, by nature, the way we are designed is to interpret things. Is to what? Interpret things. So, if there is no spirit, it means that your darkened understanding will be the one interpreting scripture. Mm. <laughs> Am I complicated? Your darkened understanding will be the one. Because what did it take for you to come into the knowledge of him? Ephesians chapter 1. What was he praying for? The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. You need, uh, you need spirit to be able to access knowledge of him. Amen. Amen. Am I communicating? This is a prayer. So I know some of us, all of us here, somehow by God's grace, I know we have it in a measure. You know that spirit also comes in measure. You will start a little. You'll be getting some understanding here. You may not be understanding some here. It's okay. Just keep on praying. Why you are why you are listening. This is where this is where they call it discipleship, right? This is where hunger and test comes into play. This is where the commandment to follow on to know the Lord. Because you know you see, it's almost like oh, I'm not understanding of let me just leave it. No, don't leave it. Mm-hmm. Am I communicating? That spirit of wisdom and understanding is at work in you and it needs to go through the exercise. Is an exercise. It needs to go through the exercise so that you can develop your senses to appreciate what God, the knowledge that is coming to you. So don't give up. Don't leave it. Keep fighting. That's the reason why you have brethren who will be helping you together. So if you have questions, ask somebody. Yes. If you are not sure about something, ask somebody. If you are afraid to ask me, ask maybe your friend, one of your friends here already. Start there. Then if it's something that they cannot handle, ask Femi, ask me. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Don't use your darkened understanding to summarize God. That's one of the greatest mistakes many Christians make. We summarize God before understanding comes. So it means you built a box for God to live in. Do you know why over the years many moves of God faded? Holy Ghost will leave. Flesh. You can call it flesh, but they boxed God out. They came into, they want to, they want to control everything. So they've already come to their own understanding of everything. They formulated their own everything. If you ask, okay, what is, what is faith? They have their everything. It's no space. There's no space for revelation. And to be honest, that thing, that doctrine thing, that everything said thing is good to start. I will not lie to you. It's good to get you started because all, everybody who got started have, all has darkened understanding. So let us just be putting inside our knowledge something that is called faith somewhere. It's something called grace. You know, it's this thing that this general this, this definition that has flooded everywhere. Grace is the favor of God. Let's just leave it like that. No, we will not leave it like that. If you really know what grace is, you can't just leave it like that. Grace is God's energy. Yes. When God is sitting on the train, what comes out is called energy. It's called grace. It's a capacity. When you receive grace, you receive energy. You receive capacity. So it's not just that God will now go to somebody that you're applying to a job for and show the person will show you favor. No, it is also that grace can give you energy and capacity. That one of the person that is looking at you was not interested in hiring you because of the capacity and the grace you have. He will turn change his mind. That's what grace can do. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. So, don't summarize God. And this is one of the greatest things I fear in souls. Because by nature, our souls, we want to understand something. We want to understand it now. Like if we are not understanding, we are leaving that place. <laughs> it's just in, there's a nature inside us that's like that. Don't summon. I almost made that mistake in 2015. I won't be here today if I made that mistake in 2015 when I wasn't understanding this message fully. Well, because I had commandment, God gave me, God spoke to me and gave me the commandment. So I just stayed and endured. It took me one year for some of those things that were hindrances for me to come into an understanding of what it meant. Praise the name of the Lord. Because God will have all men to be saved and... Can we go there, please? Who is there? Is uh Second Timothy? First Timothy chapter is it two? Yes. Verse four. Amen. <laughs> okay, uh, can I read? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, from the, okay, let me start from verse 3. Sure. But this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. First Timothy 2. Okay. Somebody else read it. Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth? For there is one God and one mediator between God and men. Okay. The so, man Jesus so what is what is God's will? He says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God. So it means that this is something that pleases God. So what pleases God is that He wants all men to be saved. He came to die for all men. It's, it's not back. What is going on? Refresh or something. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So you see, this is good and what? Acceptable in what? In the sight of God, our Savior. What is good and acceptable? It started from verse 1 to Then, who will? It means that who will? This is will. Will. Not so? Will. Who will have all men to be saved? Meaning born again. So being born again is, also, is, is the will of God for all men. But it's not the end of it. Uh, uh, is that clear? Yes. He wants you to be born again. In fact, if you are not born again, there's no need for There's no need to teach you. <laughs> really. <laughs> we have to get you born again first. So that born, being born again is so important. Though. Amen. That, that, that's, that's one thing the local church does. 
that that's a vital thing. The Bible says, you know, the lot of times people say that the church is like a hospital. That's what it should be like. It should be welcoming. That's what the church should be like. Every local assembly should be welcoming because it's like a hospital. People are coming in. They need to be saved. And God will have all men be saved. So we cannot truncate that. We can't put it low. It is there. It is there. It is so important. You won't be here today if you did not at one point give your life to Jesus. But then this God now went further and said, not only that, I don't just want a man being born again. I want you to be wise also. Am I communicating? Yes. Meaning come and learn the knowledge of the only wise God. Come to the knowledge of what? Of the truth. Praise the name of the Lord. You now see why these processes are difficult. Because we want to get you born again. Some of you, your mother is actually praying over your life. Some people go, my, mother, my mom will go to do 9 VG for, I know my mom too, because she has four boys. Terrible boys. <laughs> As we're going to do ninth video, that at least the children, because at the time my dad was not born again, so it was only my mom that was going to church. Then later I started joining her, <laughs> going to church. So she was praying for all. So my father got born again. One of my brothers is born again now, and so well, my sister is born again. Two to go. <laughs> Amen. It's prayer. So, the, you see that labor was to get someone, but it means that it also take labor to get a soul, to get what? To have received the knowledge of the truth. Aye. Are you saying that? It also take labor. Huh? I can prove it to you. Let's go to Galatians chapter 2. Who knows what I'm looking for? Is it chapter 2? Till Christ be formed in you. 419. Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. Mm -hmm. Thank you, sir. Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. My little children. Maybe we should use my phone to stream. Yeah? Maybe we should try. Oh, yes, that's true. Okay. Alright, so Galatians chapter 4, verse 19 says, My little children, of whom I travel in bed, what? It means I've traveled before. Are you watching that words? Not so? So, when it comes to Christ formation, is an again travail, meaning it's a second travail. Is that clear? It's a second travail. My little children, of whom I travail in bed again. I travail in bed again. Tell them to refresh. Until Christ be what? 
formed in you. So I traveled before, maybe to get you born again. And now I'm traveling again that you may come to the knowledge of the truth. Praise the name of the Lord. I want this thing to sink. I want this thing to set to this foundation so we know why we are here. You say, oh, I'm already born again. Why do I mind for? No. You need another travail. Amen? Yeah. This is the one that they can work out your salvation with what? Who was he talking to? Unbelievers? No. He was talking to a church who were born again. So he's talking about the knowledge of the truth. We, we call it, another word we call it is soul salvation. Because when you got born again, your spirit, you became a new man in your spirit. Your spirit man became new. But if you're honest with yourself, you still kind of taught some of the things you used to think before. Mm-hmm. That's the soul. Your soul is where your heart is, your mind is, where your willpower is. Am I communicating? So is your soul, after you get born again, is your soul that now needs the knowledge of the truth. Is your soul that we're talking about when it says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall die. Why is it that Christians still have some bondages in their life? Maybe why is that some people are still dealing with some things? Do you get me? Which everything that you're dealing with that you cannot, like Paul will say, that which I want to do, I do it not. That which I do not want to do, I find myself doing. What is that? Is that freedom? <laughs> Was he not born again? Amen. Am I confusing somebody? Now let me let me now let me calm down a little bit and balance it. By just being born again, you make heaven. I'll be lying to you if I say it otherwise. Hmm? By just being born again, you don't need soul salvation to make heaven. You need to give your life to Jesus to make heaven. Amen. They call it the spirits of just men made perfect. Hebrews chapter 12. So it's spirits that are born again. They're in heaven. But for you to inherit eternal life. The life that God is living. The, way, the one that he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Not that my ways are your, your ways. The one he says that the spirit of a man knoweth not the mind of a man. Save the spirit that is in that man. Same way the spirit of God knows, reveals the mind of God to you. So what is actually revealing to you is the life of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. 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 Now let me rephrase it. The more you get born again, eternal life is in your spirit, man. But spirit doesn't live eternal life. It's soul that's going to live it. I don't know if I'm communicating. Mm-hmm. Because it's in your soul. And this is not where I wanted to go. <laughs> Amen. It's in your soul that you make decisions of how you are going to carry out your life. It's in your soul where the place of your dominion and expression is, not in your spirit. When you wake up in the morning and determine to figure out what I'm going to do with my life today, is a soul discussion. Many times we don't even involve our spirit in that discussion. If you involve your spirit, you will pray and ask God, what should I do today? <laughs> so many of us don't involve our spirit in making decisions of dominion. 
well, my footsteps for today, my expression for today. So that's why God is looking for soul. I'll tell you the truth. God is really a spirit. He doesn't need spirits. Well, out of because of mercy, because he knows that's the way to enter, to gain access inside you. Because we are creating his image and likeness. He said, let me start with spirit. Let me get the spirit born again. But he's not going to use your spirit to do anything. He already has his own spirit. <laughs> I don't know if I call it. Your spirit has no use to God. Let me put it that way. Per se. Apart from, this, your spirit being saved has a use to you. It doesn't really have a use to God. What has use to God is your soul. Because your soul that can express his kingship. Kingdom, dominion of the king is your soul that can express that dominion, not your spirit. And that's why God's interested in soul salvation. And the only way for that to happen is to know him, meaning know the king. Then when you've known the king, then you can do the king. Then that is called kingdom of God. Ha, yeah, 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 yeah. A walking kingdom. The first man who was a walking kingdom of God was Jesus. As he was stepping, if God was on earth, that's exactly how God would be stepping. As he was stepping, if his father was physically on the earth, taking steps, the same steps Jesus was taking. Are you seeing the decision how I started? Those decisions. Great multitude followed him. He went up, he took steps. Where did that decision come in? So... He could have God could have spoken to his spirit and say, Ah, Daddy, thank you, sir. Are you seeing these people from Decapolis? Hey, Syria. Are you seeing me? The first Jew preach, preacher. Where people from the Jordan are coming to me. You're not telling me God, Holy Ghost is now leading me to go up the mountain. Ah, calm down now, Holy Ghost. He only is too much. Huh? <laughs> but are you seeing that obedience was a dominion, was an expression of dominion. He was a walking kingdom. And so can you be. And so will you be in the name of Jesus. And the only process to getting there is by receiving the knowledge of the king inside you. It's called the knowledge of him. That's why that prayer of Paul was so important. It was the labor of Paul. He travailed. Give them the spirit of wisdom and understanding in the knowledge of him. Because when they know him, then they can do him. Meaning they can express him. Meaning kingdom has come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven praise the name of the lord Jeannie, my daughter i saw your hands up okay i thought you had a question you're doing like this uh you're cleaning your eyes or cleaning your hair i don't know <laughs> oh you agree with me hi praise god <laughs> amen hallelujah Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> I think I wish you say. Uh, at this point, I, I want to pray for praise on Ginny. Uh, Ginny's birthday was yesterday, right? June 12th. Yeah, we have the same the same, on the same day. Guy, That cannot be a coincidence. Flesh and blood did not arrange it. <laughs> we have been coming. <laughs> So every year April we do your birthday together. Eh? I'll be inviting me next time. <laughs> I have to train our trainers. <laughs> Amen. Can you just kneel? Let's pray. Let's pray for them. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I commit your children. These are your daughters into your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus. May 
the blessing rests upon praise. May blessing rest upon Jenny. This year will mark a turnaround in their life. Amen. I'm saying spiritually. I'm saying eternal life wise. Ah, wisdom, understanding. Wisdom, understanding. Wisdom, understanding. You'll be so wise and you will have understanding. Wisdom, understanding. Wisdom, understanding. Rest, spirit of wisdom, understanding. Rest, rest, rest upon your children, rest upon your daughters in the name of Jesus. As they mark their birthday next year, it will be so clear that this spirit has rested upon them. They will have understanding, they will be wise in Jesus' name. We are prayed, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I'll be Let's pray for her. I know we see her again. She just magnet into this place. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we, we thank you for your daughter. We thank you for Victoria in the name of Jesus. The Father saved Johnny back to Grand Perry. And as she goes back there, the energy and the grace and the strength shall come upon her life. Amen. That everything that is considered a mountain before her shall be leveled. Amen. So Father, from now on, she will find favor before God and man. Amen. In the name of our Lord, you will strengthen her more in this walk. Amen. You will strengthen her heart. And Father, as she gets to Grand Perry, she will be a, be a magnet for souls. Amen. I say souls will begin to attract towards her. And she will begin to teach, turn many, turn many, turn many. The wisdom for turning many, the grace for turning many, the power to turn many rest upon her in the name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I feel not too long we'll see you again. <laughs> Amen. Just come on. It's gonna be moving. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are we ready? Are we blessed in the house? Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. Shamaka. Levetika Mahasiata. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Lefetizeveni Hasia. He mama has a fabi hesia. He mama has a fetiganus. He mama has a fetizihe. He mama has a fatali hefeteli hasandali hesio tovali if a peli has tatia, Meganepe, Negamesi, Meganista, Megalesti, Megalatio, Megalifa, Manstia, Matalios, Effendios, Ivata, Singa, Tatas, Ufeniste. Thank you, my father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Uh, is it a. Uh, is. <laughs> 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 You know what it is I hate the most is hearing my own voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. You see, I want to make it more practical before I go even further in the spirit today. Amen. Are you with me? In 2009, uh, and it has happened for since I came to Canada over the years, I remember th- this is the most vivid image I had of uh, that thing. I had that day where um, you know, I, I was doing my internship for work. And so my professor came 
came to do a mid evaluation. So they were sitting with my boss and I was just wondering, I could barely get the water. I don't know, I was, I was stammering and anxiety, anxious. So my hands were shaking and I was stammering. You see, that image sticks to me. Today, there's nobody on earth that will come that will have anxiety for. Nobody. If Obama enter here and sit down, nothing. Amen? Anybody. Why? And I'm saying this factually because I've met people since then that have status. Amen? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the difference? I began, I began to practically narrow in that the word of God, they call it, or another word, they call it the peace of God. <laughs> the God of peace. The word of God, Christ, our peace. If you want to, you know, sometimes people ask me, how do I know I'm growing spiritually? Do you get me? Uh, how, what's the measure? One measure, the spiritual measure is how is your hunger and test for hearing? I gave that temperature check. But I will give you one physical measure. How is your anxiety level? There's one thing this word does, it did for me, it brought peace to my life. That Paul will say, what shall separate me from the love of God as in Christ Jesus? Angels or demons? So it means if Angel Michael come and say, I've changed now, Paul, and we are now for the other side. Paul say, thank you very much, sir. Thank you for all the help before. <laughs> you will feel bad, but we'll move on. Am I communicating? Because what shall separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus? Angels or demons? Is he Lucifer? Who is he? What shall separate us from the love of God? Nothing. In all things, we are more than conquerors. Praise the name of the Lord. So this word is working. There's one thing that God does when it, for this kind of ministration because it's about teaching, not so. And for teaching, you need to be settled. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. There needs to be some stillness. So if there's too much commotion of miracles, all, all those things happening, you think will affect the work. Do you get me? A time will come where those things will still come. Do you get me? And are, are coming and are there. But God, the way God manages us is different. Why? Because you see how he left the great multitude, went up the mountain. They sat down. They settled. He started teaching them the Beatitudes. He started teaching them and teaching them. So the people who are looking for commotion, let them stay there. Let me go. For people, the still ones who are ready to receive content, they went up the mountain. Amen. Amen. So in ministries of teaching, praise the name of the Lord, you may not find those loud miracles as you may find in other places is the reason why we are compliments to the body of christ we are part of the body don't think we are not part we are part of the body i go to church (laughs) i like church (laughs) we are part of the body amen we are a compliment to the body we are a blessing to the body just as other you see some ministers of god they have their own anointing and their own blessing that they add to the body as well amen but ours is to teach and to build up the sense in light for inheritance amen Amen. praise the name of the lord because also i can just have an example for an example i can heal you of flu today next year you will get flu again Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you get me Mm -hmm. but 
when we give you content, huh, it's a permanent addition to your life mm. that can never be taken away from you. Mm. Remember what Jesus said to Mary? He said, that which she has chosen is the better. One thing is needful, and it shall not be Yes. So that's the difference. So teaching is a permanent addition. It's a permanent alteration to your life. As we have, that's the reason why some of us go to school and we have different practices. You think it stays with you. The, for, amen? amen? So there are some things you, have, you study that I can't do because I did not study it. You have this permanent knowledge you have. That's how this eternal life comes. Let's go to John chapter 17 verse 3. John chapter 17. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, my father. Okay, I'll read from verse 1 for context. Are we there? John chapter 17, I'll start from verse 1. It says, This word spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come, glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should what? Give that he should what? Give that he should what? Give so who is the giver of eternal life? The son of God. To as many as thou hast given him. Now, how does he give eternal life? Hey, verse 3. How does he give it? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So he gives eternal life by preaching. Mm-hmm. Amen. So the, the see the only way to receive eternal life is by hearing the Son of God. And physically, he's not here. Not so. So he will give. He gave his Holy Ghost. Then when he was telling the disciples that it is better for you that I go. For if I go, I will pray the Father, and He will give you that Spirit. He didn't call Him Holy Ghost there. He called Him Spirit of Truth. It means that He's bringing something. It's something that is a purpose that I want to bring Him for. He can also be a ghost, and also do wonders. But the real intent of why I'm bringing Him is to teach truth. To bring, to remembrance all these things that I have taught you. To teach. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, by preaching revelation is doing what? You're actually preaching. Where is it coming from? <laughs> hey. I don't know if you are getting me. Preaching revelation, where is it coming from? It's coming from the Holy Ghost, but where is the where is the spirit of truth getting it from? Because he said he will not speak of himself. But that which I give him, what will wise what he will bring to you. Amen. Amen. So, are you saying that without, I said, you, to be born again, you will make heaven, oh, we thank God. But to have eternal life, I will not lie, I lie you not. Mm? <laughs> you must come and learn the Son of God. Not so. Because he has given him power over all flesh that he may give. It means that only the Son can give eternal life. Mm-hmm. Only Him has been endowed with the, the content. And the Father had life in Himself. So He has given unto the Son. 
to have life in himself. Only him is endowed with the content that can bless you with eternal life. And it's for this eternal life business, it's not the son said, he now gave the methodology of how it is passed on. It's not by laying on of hands. You do that for when you are sick. Jesus said, for this one, is that is a knowledge. So it's not laying on of hands, it's the opening of my mouth. To preach content that the Father has given unto me. So without, without content coming from the Son, you have no eternal life. Is it not clear? Yes. This is eternal life that you may know the one true God and Him who we have sent, Jesus Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Can I explain further? Yes. Now, remember I also said that the day you got born again, eternal life is in your spirit. Do you want to know why? The Bible says, He who is joined with the Lord is what? And so, whose spirit is that? The spirit of Christ, the spirit of the Lord. Who is that? Spirit of truth. Who the Son is sending to do what? To reveal the knowledge of Him to you. <laughs> Amen. So, the moment you go born again, that spirit of truth, who has eternal life, who carries the truth called eternal life, the one true God and eternal life, came into your spirit, man. That's why I say that the moment you got born again, what happened to your spirit? You have eternal life in your spirit. But that's not where it is lived. That's not where the dominion of it has come into place. It has to be taught to the soul. For your soul to come into it. To come into the expressions of life. So that song, Oh me, oh me, it means the water of life flowing from the throne. Okay, thank you. Omi water, ye life. There are different variations of it. Life is life, life, life. Amen. Life. We need water of life flowing from the throne of God. That is the revelation. Amen. Are you still with me? That is the revelation that is flowing from the throne of God. Let's now see that in Romans chapter 1 from verse 16. Yes, please. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Hmm. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. Revealed. Are you saying flow? Revelation is a flow, is a journey. Amen. Because righteousness shall be the scepter of his kingdom, meaning the dominion of his kingdom. So, to be the kingdom, or to enter the kingdom, is to be doing righteousness. Another word for that righteousness is the water of life. Another word for that is the word of life. So, righteousness is truth. Truth is word. Word, amen, is water. That's biblical terminology. 
Just why do they call it water? Let me tell you why they call it water. What is what is the what's the a unique property of water? It's flowing. That's why. So revelation is flowing. That's why they call the word water. By the washing of the word, by the washing of water, by the word. That's why they call it water. Amen. Is that's the only reason why they call it water? Just to depict the nature of this word. There is no letter. There's not the letter that kill it. But the ones that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So that's why it's connecting spiritual things with spiritual things. Scripture with scripture. To paint the image of a flow. Amen. 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 I'll tell you something. I'll tell you a secret. You know, many a times, to really, really know God, like I said, you know this, you need the spirit of God, right? So while you are studying your scriptures, have that at the back of your mind. So one thing I do is that, I, okay, I want to start somewhere. This is my Bible study. Now I'm teaching you how I do Bible study. Amen. Amen. So I open, I'm reading the book of John. Let's say I'm reading the book of John. Right? Right now I'm reading the book of Revelations. <laughs> Amen. Let's say it's the book of John. Amen. That you are reading. You are reading the book of John. As I'm opening that John, I'm not just helping that it's only John. It's only John I'm going to see. You get me? That's how I read. But I have to start somewhere. So I opened the book of John and I started reading John. Before I know it, I'll see something in John that connects to Hebrew. I'm flowing with the Spirit already. Before I, I mean, so I can, a whole Bible study, I've only done John chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. But I spent one or two hours connecting scripture with scripture. What happened to me? Flow came, revelation came, it began to flow. Do you get me? So there needs to be some flexibility. Don't be rigid. Give space for the Holy Ghost. But also be rigid because you must study the Bible. Don't now say because you are flexible, you not sit and open your Bible. <laughs> this is the balance. So it's not like I, I won't say, oh, I'm waiting for Holy Ghost to tell me where I'm going to read today. No, let's open the Bible first. Holy Ghost is already waiting for you. It's inside you, it's waiting for you. It's ready inside you permanently now. It's not that he will come when no no when you guys agree. Open your Bible, it will come, it will come. And over time you will learn the practice of it. You will be coming. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So that's a wisdom, practical wisdom on how to study your scriptures. Am I communicating with somebody today? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Are you saying you are on the path to eternal life? Knowing him. Paul understood this. He said, what shall separate? Kind. Huh? It means while you're on the path to eternal life, your enemy too knows that you're on the path to eternal life. He will do anything to stop you from that path. Anything. Anything. Just throw everything at praise. <laughs> Can you say, throw everything. Don't be throwing all for one thing, just to get you to stop. To, to, to say, I'm not doing it again. I'm tired. No, no, no. If you just continue, if you just continue, eternal life is what it is. what the whole wide world put together. Oh, Jesus. You see, we're talking about salvation of the soul, not so. Saved soul. Uh, Jesus was comparing these things. He said, what shall it profit a man? It's, it's like, it's not, you know when someone who is a thinker is thinking, say, what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world hmm, on one hand and lose his soul? Ha, Jesus now saw what it means to be, have a safe soul. 
have eternal life? He said, no. <laughs> it's better to have eternal life hmm, than to gain the whole world. See, wait. Are you seeing how weighty this thing is? It means that when God is done with your soul, Chema, when God is done with your soul, Amen? And we cannot or should not, for whatever it is, stop that work that God is doing in our soul. Because when God is done with your soul, I, I don't believe any of us here have inherited eternal life yet. We are still on the journey, it's a knowledge journey, not so. But when but when God is done with your soul, my, my brother, my sister. Hmm. When God is done with your soul, there was a a city of a people that God was done with their soul. Let's go and read them. <laughs> Let's go and see what, what happened, the kind of beauty. They had to use earthly terminology to describe their beauty when God was done with their soul. Please permit me, I'll just read it. If you don't really, it's okay. But well, I'll just read it. So you will know what happens when God is done with what? Praise the name of the Lord. Let's go to Revelation chapter 21. I'll just be reading bits as we go along. 21, 21. I start from verse 1, maybe 2. Verse 2, it says, And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will. So there will be people living where? In that city, there will be people living there. Amen? <laughs> there will be people living where? In that city. So you can end up living in that city. God will dwell with you in that city. Glory to God. The town, verse 9, it began to say, And there came unto me one of the seven angels, with her the seven vows, full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride. The lamb's wife. Is that not what we are supposed to be? Mm-hmm. So they want to show they want to show you. This what this is your end. What you are supposed to be the lamb's wife. <laughs> I will show thee. So this way so we, we are not here yet. But no, we, yes, we know. <laughs> but this is where we are going. As a result of what you are hearing. I will show thee the lamb's wife. And carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the Holy Jesus, descending out of heaven from who? God. Having what? Verse 12. Having the glory of Verse 12? Yes. Having 11. 11, yes. Having the glory of God and a light was like unto a stone most precious. Even like a jazz pastor. We don't have time, but this is awesome. You can just read. This is this the this is the kind of you see the beauty. You see the beauty. They said the city was pure gold. Are you I I'm not communicating? By the time God is done with you, you'll be gold. 
gold standard in the spirit. If they, if they x-ray you in the spirit, you'll be shining like the firmament. Wow. That's Daniel chapter 12. As the stars forevermore. Amen. That should be your end. That's what they are beautifying you for. How did I know this again? In the Old Testament, the Bible will say that for the priest's lips should keep knowledge. The priest, they used to wear one thing. They, they call it the Urim and the Turin. That's what made them priests on their best breastplate. Right? Urim and Turin. It means light and perfection. And it had 12 stones. It was these 12 stones in Revelation 21 it had. Referring to light and perfection. Meaning knowledge and truth. Praise the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now let me come down again. I just want to show you the end. You see, this way, this way they are beautifying your soul too. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why you must continue till the end. Because at the end is what? Eternal life. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And a man who has found the path. You know, it, to find the path of eternal life is not easy. For a soul to finally agree that you need to sit down and learn God and learn knowledge of Him. <laughs> Check your ask yourself the question now. One time you if somebody if, if in fact <laughs> if I brought this thing to you, you'd have just turned the other way. <laughs> it's not easy to find the path. So if you find the path, you stay in it. Because it leads to eternal life. It's not that way I want to say it again. The knowledge of God leads to what? Eternal life. Why is it that? You know, somehow, um, many Christians, you know, ourselves included, we get excited about every other thing else, for the most part, than what? Than learning. Just think about it. In majority in the earth today. Amen? Amen. There is excitement. Like, oh, it's time to hey. <laughs> See the ginger <laughs> in our souls. Huh? See the energy in our souls when there are some other activities involved. But when you say, okay, let's come, it's like that's why I have to ginger us for guys. Say I was teaching today. I know how it is. I say I'm teaching today. Your soul will just be like, okay, huh? how many when are we going to finish? <laughs> How long are we going to be here? Because I don't trust these dreams. When did that start? Did I be teaching you? And then your soul will be wondering all kinds of things. Whereas you should be excited in your soul that I'm teaching. You should be happy. Mm. (laughs) Amen. If you know what teaching brings, it brings the knowledge of Him unto eternal life. And there is no other way that this Jesus says you can get eternal life. Because He said, This is. Is definition. This is eternal. It means there is no other way to say you want to have eternal life if you don't know him. Because who is him? Let's see who he is. First John chapter 5, verse 19. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. John 5. Yes. 19, 20, 20, 20. And we know that the Son of God is come and has given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true. And we are in Him that is true. Even in His Son, Jesus Christ. This 
is the true God. Kai. And eternal life. Who is who is he? The true God and eternal So knowing him is knowing what? Eternal life. Is it? That's why it is. That's the way it is. There's no way you can have eternal life if you don't know him. Because he is eternal life. <laughs> so you need to fight every mountain that's between you and eternal life. Fight the good fight of faith and to lay hold on eternal life. Meaning to lay hold on him. He is there for the taking. How do I know again? He was preaching one day. Say, except a man eats my flesh, <laughs> flesh and blood be destroyed, and drink my blood, he had no part in me. What happened to the Jews? He said, cannibal? He's talking flesh, eat my flesh. What is he saying? They started leaving. Then the disciples stayed. Just looked to them. Say, are you not going to? <laughs> this is that. What's this? Are you not going to? What did they respond? Only you have the word of life. Excuse me, where do you want us to go again? We've been hearing you since. We've been eating that flesh and blood. And it's is sweet to my, our taste. You're not telling us that we should go. Where, where, where do you want me to go? You have the words of eternal life. The son of God. Praise the name of the Lord. So, why was Jesus talking like that? Amen. He's not a cannibal. <laughs> he's, not, he's not talking about eating flesh and blood. No. He was talking about, amen. amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And they're not those Jews. That's probably what they were thinking. Hmm. Those Jews, their mind is warped. <laughs> so, this is why he's saying that we start eating flesh and drinking blood. What is he talking about? Are we not Jews? I don't know our customs. Because they're probably just taking it literally. You know, some people just take you literally and start nitpicking what you are saying. No, no, that's not what you're meaning at all. <laughs> Amen. It's like Nicodemus, when Nicodemus was discussing with Jesus. And like, so does it mean that a woman will, if I will now go and enter my mother's womb and be born again? And you see, they are saying it so literal. So literal. They are not getting what he is saying. What Jesus was saying is that I am eternal life. Come and eat me. Flesh and blood. Every word that has come out of my mouth. By the time you finish all the congregation of all the words that come out of my mouth, what do you have? Eternal life. It's the same way he got it. He says, I only do what I see my father doing. As the father had life, what was he gaining? Gaining every time he was watching his father. Then the time came, he has watched all the father. He says that the father had life in himself. So he has given unto the son to have life in himself. Yes. All the congregation of all the fathers taught Jesus was rested inside Jesus. And it is called eternal life. And it's the same way he wants to communicate all that is inside him to you. So you may also have eternal life. This is Bible. This is what the scripture says. And this is the promise that he has promised us. Even no other promise. No other promise. Amen. Amen. Let me just tell you, let me give it a little bit into my mind. Because me, me, I'm, me, I'm a marine in the spirit. You will see marine. <laughs> That's what Reverend calls me. <laughs> Amen. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. I was the mindset that every other thing I'm going to ask God for 
must support my gaining internal life. Yeah. If you're not helping me gain internal life, bye bye to Jati Jati. I'm not saying that we should be like that. It just. <laughs> okay, be like. <laughs> Amen. I love myself too. <laughs> Amen. Well, any, I'm getting everything. If 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 perpetual is only a job that I know that it will take me to this thing. No, God can provide. Yes. 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 Everything I'm calculating in a cut down to. So eternal life is number one. Everything is working around eternal life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How it's going to help me prosper in eternal life? Mm-hmm. Everything else. That's how I set my priorities. It's not as though I don't want to make I want to make money. Mm-hmm. But I want to make money. The money is even for <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's what drives me every time. It's just what will propagate eternal life more. That's everything I'm using to gauge every decision I'm making. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now you can write this down. The will of the throne is to give life. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes. I'll begin to round up. <coughs> the will of what? Is to give life. Do you know what that now means? It means that everything the throne is going to gauge your life. Is it going to end up in life or death? Praise the name of the Lord. I know some of these people have raised this question before, so let's bring it up again. This issue of marriage. <laughs> Say my soulmate. <laughs> my soulmate. What if your soulmate is in Sudan? What do we do? Yeah, <laughs> huh? So we were teaching this thing that. So somebody now asks us the question. I'll use this to explain this a bit more and we'll close. Someone now asks us the question. What if God told you that this is the person? And she married when the person you know, maybe was not really connecting with you know, the person is just a young Christian, or the person was not really deep, doesn't hear from God, and was not just and then so you lost out on that thing, that thing now passed, and it was clear to you that that's, that's what God spoke. Does that mean that is how does it work? Does that mean that who marry or God has another this thing? Remember those years yeah, ago, that you remember that time? So we took time to begin to answer that God's will, the will of God is about life first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there could be a brother who at that point in time, it looks like, okay, that's the will of God. But sometimes, even the brother, you know, the brother can be the will of God, but the brother, maybe he hear the doctrine somewhere, and he's moving another direction, and God is looking at it, that if this, this my sister, if my daughter marries this boy, that's the end of life. Mm-hmm. God will rearrange yes. that yes. arrangement. Yes. Yes. So eternal life is more important yes. than your marriage. Yes. Yes. You, who you marry, let me put it that way. It has to take preeminence. And so they, they, they throw, they use it to take preeminence. So they, in fact, they may soon scatter that thing mm-hmm. or make it clear to you that thing will not work. So, see, ever since the fall, God is less interested in you finding your soulmate than giving, saving you. Mm. Because you can find your soulmate and both of you will die together on earth. Mm. Mm. So, what you have done? If Adam had not fallen, then okay, no prayer, everybody can find your soulmate. Mm. No, we all see it. Adam fell. Yeah. So it means that your soulmate can be a hell boy. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to do it according to that original, this thing, it can be a hell boy that hell has trapped 
are waiting for you because they know that you are f- loving God too much. In fact, maybe the, before, maybe by the time you guys start seeing each other and see, oh, the enemy too, they are watching you, saying that these people are liking this one, they are fitting together. They will go and go after that boy because they see you. They are mm. pursuing eternal life. The boy is not pursuing eternal life. They will go and make the boy hellish mm. just for you. <laughs> so that if you determine and vex and say, God, I am going forward with this by God. Shall I say something? This issue of marriage is, is a serious matter. This was the this was the this was the this was the problem that failed sons of God. Yeah. Hey, Genesis. Just come out. They say God now, but I just oh, I just see a fine baby, fair baby, yellow papa. Why do you mean like this? What's the big deal? I just decided to. I know as a son of God, the Bible says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So those men were being led. They knew what God wanted. It's not as though you know it's different when you don't know what God wants. And I say, okay, this is what I like. No, that one's different. You know what God wants, and then you decide that no, I'm gonna choose my own. He praised the name of the Lord. That's what the, that those decisions and God knows. God knows. Actually, out of most of the decisions that people come to ask God for, marriage is the number one. Most people, most boys, whenever ask God direction for career, they ready to tell that one. They want to ask for that one. But when it's come to want to marry, hello, sir, pastor, hello, sir. They never bow for my life before. Come on. Amen. So, 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 I. No, now I've just finished school and this uh, I'm trusting God for can can we help me be praying? Let's be praying together, sir. <laughs> I see I got those that too. You know, so if you can obey God in that place, God knows you're his son. Because it's not easy to give up your choice for God's choice. Yes. Yes. It's actually probably the hardest decision that a soul can make to give up their choice for God's choice. It may not be that you have a choice or you have a man, but that's your image of what you get to submit it for God's choice. That yeah, that's sonship. In fact, in the spirit, that's one of the marks. Because to make that decision is a hard decision. They mark it that this is a son. If you can obey me here, you obey me in many places. <laughs> Amen. If you can obey God here, it's clear that you obey him. In many places, <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. All right, let's end. Let's end this. Hebrews chapter one. I wanted to read Hebrews chapter one since the beginning of this message. <laughs> Amen. Well, let's let's go to Hebrews chapter one. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Amen? Mm-hmm. As in these last days. Um, 
I, I won't be able to finish. So I'll, I'll finish this on Thursday. Uh, Pastor Femi will continue it on Saturday. Actually, Saturday. I won't be able to finish this. Praise the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because we have to begin to access God's knowledge. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Access it more. And faith, that is faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Mm-hmm. You get me? Are you seeing those scriptures? Fight the good fight of faith that you may lay hold on eternal life and faith cometh by. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing the connection? Yes. Yes. So we must just begin to just build up faith. We have to be building faith, teaching faith, teaching word. Teaching faith is teaching the word. You get me? To build us up. We'll just stay there. Teaching Christ to build us up. Praise the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. We give you praise for today. We exalt your holy name. Father, we thank you for everyone here. You dwell between the cherubim. Shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim. Shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth.